MSW Media. News was Daily beans, daily beans, daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Wednesday, March 4th, 2020. Today, early Super Tuesday results, a tornado in Tennessee impacts the election. More coronavirus deaths, a big dump of Mueller memos. Trump appoints another sycophant. The Daily Caller is a fact checker for Facebook, an emergency rate cut by the feds, and Devin Nunes files another lawsuit. I'm your host, AG, and with me today is Jordan Coburn. Hello. How you doing? Good. Good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear it. Ryan and I went and voted together. We had a weird thing happen where we had each of us got two ballots in the mail, one from the 79th district and one from the 78th. But you're only in one district, right? Yes. And so I don't know what happened. We went into the polling location and brought both of our ballots. We're like, what happened? And they're like, I don't know. Talk to the registrar because that's really weird. So then I just voted in person. Yeah. And I noticed when I got there, we don't have the voting machines mm-hmm. that Vu, our, our registrar, said that we would have our new voting machines. Maybe he means for November, mm-hmm. I guess. But I would like to have him on the show and talk about that because I don't want voting machines. Yeah. I, I Get him out of here. They're also way harder to set up. Yeah, and coronavirus. So. <laughs> yes, all of the things. Yeah, I was happy to see the nice little cardboard discs. <laughs> yes, and I don't have to like wipe anything off to no. use it. Although if you lean too hard, you'll just catastrophically <laughs> take down the entire structure. It's, it's like a cardboard fort that it you is. go and vote in. Yeah. I remember when my mom took me to the polls when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. She always took me uh, cool. to vote. She wanted to like impart the importance of elections and stuff. She was the county clerk in Stowe, Ohio, so she was really into that, and she, you know, still is. And they were made of wood, and they had cloth curtains on them with metal rings, like substantial. Like, mm-hmm. and now they're just like, mm, here's yeah. your here's your cardboard fort. I also had a fun moment when I went to go vote. I saw one of my friends is running for a seat in the is that the one you assembly? It, yeah, in yeah. The, I think what what assembly was? Am I in? It's like. The count the county. Let me see really quick. Yeah, I think I noticed that because I know I saw that you put it on Facebook, and I was like, "Oh, I voted for that person." So. Yes, I didn't. I didn't even know that he was running, and he's back from like like we would you know do like organizing and student politics back in the college days. So, and, and I know he's been doing a lot of organizing work in San Diego, but it was just fucking awesome to see his name. I was like, "Oh, what the hell? I didn't even know." <laughs> That's fucking awesome. You know who was not on the ballot in San Diego? Judge P. Judge P. P E E. Huh. I voted for that guy just because his name's P. <laughs> and he wasn't there today. So I, I actually, uh, I was I, I was very, I'm, I'm a very informed voter. I was very yes. informed on the slate I voted on today. I voted on a progressive slate. Yes, I did as well. And I, I left the presidential vote until the end. Mm. I voted on everything and then turned it, turned back around and went, here we go, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I cast my vote. Uh, I voted my heart. Yes. Um, and as we start to get here into the hot notes, you'll see that I don't I don't know if everybody did that today. Yeah. I voted for the president first, which I guess says a lot about how we would also approach maybe dessert at mealtime. <laughs> <laughs> if the you have stuff. a meal before. The mashed potatoes <laughs> of the plate. Um, I <laughs> Do you eat your different things it, all at once before you move on to the next thing? Or do you take a bite of this and a bite of that and a bite of that? I generally will enjoy the carbs first. Okay. 
And then once I get down to like, like I'll save a little bit of carbs to eat with my vegetables so I can have carbs at all bites. Ah, nice. That's my meal. So you dole the carbs out to match yeah. the other food groups. Yeah, but I make sure I have a solid section of all carbs in the beginning. Because carbs a food group. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, my friend's name is, is uh, it's Johan Espinosa. I knew yep. that part. He's running for <laughs> County Central Committee 79th Assembly. 79th Assembly. Yeah, there's six open seats there. Yeah. So. And uh, yeah, and so you could vote for up to six, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. he was. I, I picked him. Yeah, uh, awesome. Cool. Well, I run run for something. Yes, run for something. It's actually a website. I think it's runforsomething.org. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's cool. Um, do it. I mean, yeah. you might as well. I I tend to stay out of California politics, running wise, except for like when I ran as a delegate, just because it's very very competitive for. And I'm I am I have a lot. I'm I've been a comedian for ten years. Okay, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> uh, we do have a lot of news to get to. Let's start talking about Super Tuesday here in the Hit the Hot Notes. Hot Notes. All right, so early, early calls here. Uh, and by the time you're listening to this, you will have already known all this shit. But mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you anyway, because mm-hmm. it's what we have to talk about when we record this program. So Biden program. Did you see somebody put up a picture of the sweaty balls girls and then us yes. underneath? <laughs> yes, it's funny. <laughs> I said we reminded. <laughs> That's so funny. Today we need sweaters. We do. We need ugly Christmas sweaters. Mm-hmm. I'm, we- I'm wearing my onesie for the uh, for the episode this week that we tape the nice. tape. So video? 1986, yeah, that we that we do tape. On, That's the right word that we do on that we record on video yes. um, for our patrons. So I'm gonna wear my onesie, red plaid onesie. I'll probably have I'll probably do either space buns or the top of the head ponytail situation because that's how I'm feeling this week. Mm-hmm. So uh, early projections: Biden has won Virginia, uh, which uh, was I guess an upset because I think Sanders was projected to come in much closer. Uh, and and when I say an upset, I'm saying the because part. yeah, because when mm-hmm. when you get when you get the call at when the polls close, that mm-hmm. means they won by a pretty big margin. Yes, uh, and Sanders won Vermont as soon as they closed the Vermont polls. Big old sixteen delegates, I yep. think, coming yep. out of there. Sixteen delegates. Bernie secured eight right off the bat, uh, and that will likely go up, I imagine. Virginia, on the other hand, has 99 delegates, mm-hmm. um, and they're awarded proportionally also. So we need to wait and see how big Biden wins to see how many of those 99 delegates are doled out to him and, and how many Sanders gets and how many Warren gets and everybody. Uh, just a disclaimer. If I don't mention your favorite candidate's name, it's not because I'm trying to gloss over them. It's because no one else has gotten any delegates at this point in the race, and I don't know what the numbers are for them at this point in the race. That's why. So there. Um so they called it early for Biden uh, in Virginia, which, like I said, indicates the win might be pretty big. But he was granted 16 delegates off the bat of those 99. And like Sanders in Vermont, that will likely increase as as the results come in. This is with 1% reporting, probably less than 1% reporting. That puts the total delegate count at Biden with 69 and Sanders with 68. But keep in mind that is it's super early and that count is pretty meaningless. And I'm not, I don't even know why I just told it to you. Um <laughs> We need to wait until all the numbers are in, or at least most of them. Mm-hmm. And I say that because polls, some polling places close in California at 11 p.m. Pacific time. Damn, I didn't know that. So it'll be a second before Why? we get anything from the it left coast. It says eight on all the signs. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. I don't know. I thought it was eight as well. Maybe it's just eight here. Maybe yeah. in some counties they have a couple places. I'm all places. for more people getting their votes in. That are super late. And something else I noticed, too, every time I vote, which is every time a 
an election happens. I walk right into my polling place. There's no line. Mm -hmm. I get my thing. I go in. I vote. I'm out. It's five minutes. Mm -hmm. What is up with places that have hour, two hour, three hour long waits? I know that they've in the last you know year or so, Republicans have been shutting down polling places in Texas to make it harder for people to vote because that's how they win. They cheat uh, and suppress voters in certain areas, for example. Um, disproportionately impacting negatively mm-hmm. um, uh, populations of color in those areas. But like, what is going on where you don't have enough yeah. polling places to do we just spend more money or just have more polling places or I feel like California, at least in, I should say in San Diego, there are so many polling places. Every time I voted here, I haven't had to ha- drive more than two minutes to yeah. get to my polling place. I can walk to mine. It's yeah. Elementary school. Right. Yes. Right next to here. And every time that I've moved, it's been like that, which leads me to believe we just have a adequate amount of centers. Yeah. At least in our county. And maybe we have fewer rural communities. Yeah. Maybe because we have, we're so city heavy. Yeah. Maybe that has something to do with it, too. Yeah, that's a good point. Not a place that, but like, you know, I guess maybe a bunch of folks flock to at the same time or something. Right, or... where you have to drive a few miles because you mm-hmm. that like three different townships share one polling location or something yeah. like that. Whatever it is, though, I'm pretty happy with the setups for San Diego proper. Yeah, I've never had a problem. Mm-mm, it's always been really efficient. Yep. And so with the Virginia and uh, Vermont call, it's so early, like I said, less than 1% reporting, it would be moot to discuss percentages and popular vote counts at this point. And if no one other than Bernie can get 15%, Sanders and Biden will split the Virginia delegates. Uh, because you have to, there's a 15% threshold in Virginia. I think most states have a 15% threshold. Mm-hmm. I know we do here in California. Mm-hmm. And if the win is as big as everyone's saying, that could be a big haul for Biden. So mm-hmm. at this point, no other candidates, like I said, um, have had their delegate count change. Um, Virginia, uh, and here's a difference too, Virginia will be a battleground state in the fall. And that's important because South Carolina will not be. Right. So the big win for Biden in South Carolina, there's a lot of pushback saying that's a Republican state. Who cares? But Virginia is a battleground state. So that could that could prove to be a a bigger deal um, for that campaign. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, there the early call also means and I, I was talking to you about this earlier that Bloomberg didn't do well at all. He spent $17 million in Virginia. Biden spent Mm $233,000. And then uh, I saw some pundits talking about the impact of the ground game, the grassroots ground game. And I've always thought that was the most important part of a campaign. But Biden didn't do much in Virginia at all. So it's an interesting phenomenon. I wonder why that is. Because Mm -hmm. I've always been a ground game and grassroots is a very important factor. Well, I think one of the realities is Biden can have these endorsements that are incredibly, incredibly powerful, probably more powerful than a lot of grassroots efforts. Um, It takes a lot more effort to have a grassroots movement that has the same effect that having the right kind of endorsements does. Yeah, that's true. That's true. At least with a strong Democratic base. And this might be a good uh, time to bring up uh, the exit polling from NBC for voters by age and today voters 18 to 29 13% showed up voters 30 to 44 23% 45 to 64 35% um that's three times as many 18 to 29 year olds mm-hmm. and 65 and up 29% so the biggest voting blocks today in super tuesday are 45 and up mm-hmm. so i i think that that might also inform how these results kind of kind of turn out. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and th- we just found this out, too, at poll closing. Uh, Biden has won North Carolina. There are 110 delegates there. 14 have gone to Biden off the bat. I'm not going to give you the total delegate count because it doesn't matter right now. Um, so I, that's um, another another W in the Biden column, again, mm-hmm. very early. And uh, some of the... Um, Exit polling, I thought, was interesting. And I just go over a couple of these things here. In Maine, uh, when voters, Democratic voters, were asked which issue mattered the most, they said 47% said health care, 28% said climate change, 17% said income inequality, and 4% were race relations. And then in Massachusetts, health care was 40, climate change was 26, income inequality was 21, and race relations was 7. So we're seeing this same pattern. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least up north here. And um, uh, for a government plan of Medicare uh, f- or a government plan for all instead of private insurance in, in Maine, 72% support that. Mm-hmm. That's huge. And in Massachusetts, only 52% support it. So it's a little bit of a different. That's that seem I don't know. I understand why Mainers are so into mm-hmm. it and, and mass holes are not. Yeah. And please don't take that as a bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you guys told me to call you. Okay. All right. So I was, um, were you struck at all by how low race relations pulled in every single one of those? I was. My first thought was, holy shit, what the fuck? That is very shitty, right? Yeah. That comes off as very shitty. And then my next thought is the top three issues all inherently affect people of color, just like disproportionately. So it's all three of those issues. If you look at the people that they affect the fastest, the most, and the hardest, and to the most like drastic level it's people of color so race relations is entailed in every one of those issues i wonder if that's where people kind of had their minds maybe when they were voting for it but to separate race relations out like that as just a weird i don't know i just thought that poll was weird and the results were like it's hard to walk away from them not thinking that's incredibly disappointing yeah and that's what Warren brought up in the Nevada debates. She says, why do we only talk about race relations when we talk about criminal justice reform? Every single issue on the ballot in November has to do with race relations and, and, and justice. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, thought, I think exactly I, I agree with you on that. It's just like, what? Mm-hmm. Um, in North Carolina, um, here's just some more uh, polling. 64% of North Carolinians are white. 27% are black. Five percent are Hispanic, one percent are Asian, and three percent are other. Um, more uh, early polling, entrance polling in Virginia: sixty-four percent are white, twenty-seven percent are black. Looks about the same, right? Yep, exactly the same. Uh, in Virginia, twenty percent of Democrats identify as very liberal. Thirty-four percent say somewhat liberal. Thirty-eight percent moderate, and eight percent conservative. I don't get the eight percent. What does that mean? Conservative Democrat, I guess, is like a moderate Republican. Sort of. Yeah. It's sort of. It's like a, you know, uh, F sharp, G flat. I guess so. Same thing. I wonder how many of those numbers are Republicans that switched over though to vote as a Democrat in the primary. Yeah, that happened a lot. Uh, but probably not enough to impact the numbers in a meaningful way. Yeah. In North Carolina, 23% are very, very liberal. 35% are somewhat liberal. 31% are moderate. and 12% are conservative. These numbers are sort of, uh, you know, informing the, the Biden being mm-hmm. called for the winner in North Carolina and Virginia, mm-hmm. like right off the bat, is that you, that you have a, a lower plurality of um, very liberal voters in those states. Yeah. That identified as such, at least. Um, and Alabama... 
Um, feelings about the Trump administration. 55% are angry. 30% are dissatisfied. And fuck the rest. Um, the, it, did you see that there's ones that are like happy? Yeah, well, it was uh, enthusiastic. Yes, enthusiastic. 5%. Yeah. What is that? Democratic voters enthusiastic about the Trump administration. 5% of them in Alabama. What the fuck is that? So in Alabama, 55% are angry. Go up north, North Carolina, a little bit further north, 62% are angry. And in Maine, 79% are angry. So the further north you go, the more pissed off people are. I'm up to here. I'm up to Maine <laughs> yeah, with up, this president. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> so the, the United States is a person with legs, and I've had it up to here with you. Florida's like, we're chill. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're chilling with America's this guy. America's balls. Um, <laughs> America's balls. Yep. Uh, which candidate um, quality mattered most? Uh, okay. So in Maine, 44% said they, they cared about bringing needed change the most. In 31, it was unifying the country. Uh, in six, in uh, for cares about people like me, sixteen percent is a fighter. Eight percent. So mm. what me means, yeah. no one knows. <laughs> what they kind of a, an answer is that? They have a big discussion about <laughs> what do you mean by me? <laughs> what is money? Yeah, smoke some pot and think about that. Think about time for a second. Who am I? And in Alabama, to bring needed change was thirty three percent, and uniting the country was thirty three percent. So it was a little bit closer down there. Than it was. Uh, and then in Colorado, health care, 36%, climate change, 25%, income inequality, 23%, and race relations, again, 7 single digits. Under 10%, every single one of them. Every time, single digits. Uh, a government plan for all instead of paid private insurance. Uh, in Colorado, 57% support. Support that. And the economic system in the United States in Colorado works as well, works well as it is, 5% said. Uh, needs major changes, 43%. Needs a complete overhaul, 49%. That's mm. good news. That bodes well for Bernie Sanders mm -hmm. in Colorado. And in Virginia, 63% uh, of the black vote went to Biden and 18% went to Sanders. 10% went to Bloomberg, 7 to Warren, and 1 to Klobuchar. 10% to Bloomberg? Yep. And in Virginia... Uh, who do you think can beat Trump? Biden has 58%. Sanders has 19. Bloomberg has 11. Warren has 11. Klobuchar has one. Wow. In Vermont, very liberal. 70% uh, of very liberal, liberal people voted for Sanders. 19% voted for Warren. 6% voted for Biden. 3% voted for Buttigieg. And Bloomberg with 2% of very li liberal Democrats in Vermont. And also can bring needed change in Vermont, 65% for Sanders, 15% for Warren, 8 for Biden and Bloomberg, and 2 for Buttigieg. Mm -hmm. Interesting <laughs> flip on there, flip yeah. flop on there. They thought Bloomberg could bring more change. So those are some of the early uh, entrance poll fun things that we can talk about. But Yeah. I mean, I, I think the reality is the dropouts and endorsements that he got right before Super Tuesday are giving him a boost that nobody expected. And he's going to, I mean, we don't know what the results are right now. We literally, yeah, what time is it for us right now? Uh, it's 4.56 yeah. Pacific. We're recording this. Yep. Uh, and I think Biden's going to have a really good night that was not anticipated three days ago. Yeah. And, and in fact, in national polling, um, Biden jumped 17 points from just 10 days ago. This out today. Um, so uh, Biden was uh, only at 19 percent and Bernie was at 29. And today, 10 days later, 
Biden jumped 17 points. He's at 36 and Sanders is at 28. So that is a pretty large mm-hmm. um, change. Mm-hmm. Bloomberg advisors apparently urged him to drop out last night and endorse mm. Biden, but he did not. And he actually said, why don't you just ask Biden to drop out and endorse me? A- <laughs> fucking dick. Oh, God. <laughs> right? Like, what kind of answer is that, you little asshole? Yeah. Because he used to being able to just buy the world and flip it upside down. Yep. Uh, and polling sites uh, uh, have been approved by a judge to stay open three more hours in Nashville because people there have been dealing with a deadly tornado mm. that ripped through the area last night after midnight. 22 people killing 22 people. And our thoughts go out to to that yeah. community and their families and, and their loved ones and friends. And that's just absolutely terrifying and horrible. I grew up in, in a tornado area, and mm-hmm. that is just so terrifying when, when there's a tornado watch. Yeah. And, you know, you have to go down to your basement and, and, and hide. We never had anything like this. So mm-hmm. I can't imagine the just how t- terrifying that must have been. And then but they're 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 out voting. And that just shows the grit and determination and awesomeness of, of the people of Nashville mm-hmm. and, and Tennessee. Absolutely. Thank you um, for that. I can't I can't thank you enough. I'm so sorry for for that tragedy. So uh, we will be right back. We've got a little bit uh, of news on the coronavirus and uh, a couple more news stories to hit. So stay with us. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's AG. If staying on top of your budget and protecting your home are goals for this year, take a look at American Home Shield. American Home Shield gives you a plan when stuff breaks down in your house. I'm talking about the not-so-easy-to-fix stuff, like not like a filter or here or there. Um, or pushing the button on the garbage garbage disposal. I'm talking about like the expensive stuff, like your fridge goes out, your heating and air conditioning break, you've got plumbing problems or electrical problems. And believe me, when it happens, not if, because it will, you're going to appreciate American Home Shield. I've had American Home Shield for years. They help cover the cost to take care of repairs when something breaks. And if they can't fix it, they'll replace it or find a solution for you. As the nation's largest provider, they've paid more in-home warranty claims than any other company. That's added up to more than $2 billion in the past five years. Uh, And with America's most preferred home warranty, they have more than 1.8 million customers. And they offer coverage for up to 21 home systems and appliances, plus unlimited electronics coverage for tablets, flat screens, TVs, and more. American Home Shield has a nationwide network of more than 15,000 licensed professional contractors so they can find the right pro in your area to fix your problem. No inspections are needed. No proof of maintenance is required. Coverage is available no matter how old your systems or appliances are. And they have plans and pricing to fit every budget. So go to ahs.com slash dailybeans today to save $50 and start protecting your home and budget from inevitable breakdowns. ahs.com slash dailybeans. That's ahs.com slash dailybeans for $50 off any plan. American Home Shield. Be sure with the shield. Limitations and exclusions apply. See plan for details. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Um, So I actually... Well, let's just, yeah, let's just go into the coronavirus thing. I almost lied, but then I didn't. But now I'm not a liar because we're going to talk about coronavirus. Jordan, what do you got for us today? All right. Yes. So uh, more coronavirus news. Going to have this every day. Death toll went up today to now nine individuals in the U.S. that have passed from COVID-19. The global mortality rate has now gone up to 3.4%. Health officials, uh, they're saying the mortality rate so high in comparison to the seasonal flu, though, just because this is the first time people have been exposed to it and there's no immunity that's been built up to that sickness at this point. All the deaths have happened in Washington state so far, but there are confirmed cases popping up all over the United States. 
I personally think that the elevated mortality rate is because the testing was botched and we don't know how many people actually have it. Mm-hmm. So the denominator is wrong mm-hmm. um, when you divide that out. And I yeah. think that that's on purpose. I think Trump is suppressing that number, hmm. sending out shitty tests. Not that They took it off the CDC website, the testing results. Mm-hmm. I think he's suppressing the actual seriousness of this outbreak mm-hmm. on purpose. I think so, too. Yeah. I mean... It's not good news for him any way you slice it, if the truth comes out about it. In part, it's like, you know, when you talk about biology and something that is scientists' job to figure out, and you have someone in charge that denies science entirely, it's virtually impossible to think of him ever doing a good job with this at all. But outside of that, it's also just like, I think it would be shitty for any president, honestly, like whoever this happened under, because... A president can't stop something from spreading, but they can lie about put, it. Li- they can lie about it. They could also, on the flip side, put the right people in charge to do it, put the right people in charge to get the right messaging out, and those things would have very tangible effects on the amount of people getting sick. Uh-huh. I just mean to say no one can stop this entirely is all I'm saying. Yeah, that's um, true. That's very true. But not to give him any credit whatsoever. He's a piece of shit and he's handling this probably the worst way possible. And so is Mike Pence. <sighs> New cases, new cases are coming up, uh, popping up in North Carolina and New York as well, um, and in Florida. Did you see the story about Mike Pence having shaken hands with a cadet at uh, that that was in contact like with a military academy? Kid. Yes, Sarasota Military Academy. Um, there's, there, it's just like he's supposed to be in charge of these efforts to keep everybody from getting sick essentially and apparently he came into contact directly with people who you know there was fears that they had come into contact with folks that are now quarantined and were um, subjected to the sickness from another person so yeah and now the kid is quarantined and his mom is quarantined yep and I think the Penn's office is denying he touched the kid. Yeah, yeah. They, they say the student wasn't present at the event when Pence had shaked the hands with the other cadets. Um, um, but still, just the the idea being the proximity. With- yeah. <laughs> yes. Stop it. Right. Like you can't. It's like, oh, you don't even know how to take care of yourself. How are you going to take <laughs> care of the fucking country is basically the takeaway from that. Yeah. At best, that was a really close fucking call for him. Mm. Um, but will he learn? No, no, probably not. Uh, CDC is starting to take some blame for some testing delays. The testing delays, obviously really detrimental. Hundreds of Americans could have been infected. Most likely were infected with the coronavirus during the time that the tests were not working like they were supposed to. And people weren't getting tested because of them not fitting the specific criteria of having traveled to these countries, for example, just a big pile of shit right now basically yeah and i think trump is trying to make azar the fall guy for yep. what's about to happen yeah he's secretary of health and human services mm-hmm. yeah because he because trump doesn't understand accountability at the top neither does Barr. like remember when Barr said the, the, the you know the bureau of prisons horrible awful it's like they report to you bro and mm-hmm. then trump doesn't understand like Captain Kirk does, the way Captain Kirk does, that he's responsible for everyone under his command. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Because Trump never served, and you don't have to serve to understand what that accountability is. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying he's he's never going to take blame for this. He's going to blame Democrats. He's going to mm-hmm. blame a czar. He's going to blame... He'll find somebody else to put in at the CDC and blame that person, too. Mm-hmm. It's going to be... It's He'll just... 
he won't accept any accountability for anything that happens right. in, his, in his chain of command. Yeah, and I think the main issue that has happened already is a failure to coordinate effectively and to make sure everybody has the right information and the right supplies to handle whatever epicenters they're going into and dealing with. And when you have someone at the top that's leading it that refuses to just be honest and truthful about where things went wrong and why they went wrong, it's virtually impossible to shore up that process to make it so it doesn't happen again. So it's really sad and scary. And he's shutting people out, too, or they, the people that are, you know, kind of leading this effort in many ways are, are shutting others out that are trying to help um, hold people accountable. Timothy Stenzel, he's a director of the FDA um, or of the Food and Drug Administration's Office of In Vitro Diagnostics and Radiological Health. Sorry, not the director of the FDA, that specific office. Um, he went to go to the CDC in Alabama, um, and he had to wait overnight on February 22nd while they granted his permission to even be on the campus. But he was expected to come, and the FDA dispatched him to the CDC to try to expedite these the development of the lab tests for, for the outbreak. So even when you have people coming, it's, it's like just there's just a lot of issues happening at every step in the game it seems centered around whatever it be distrust or, or like not coordinating with the people in an effective way and yeah and add on top of that a total breakdown of communication between agencies which is much like what's going to happen with rick grinnell and or ratcliffe in charge of the yeah. of the director of national intelligence office right which is so ironic because that whole office was only created so that there would be coordination between all of them so the fact that they're installing someone that's just going to further separate them and further muddle the communication is awful. So that's a coronavirus update for today, more or less. There's going to be more tomorrow, I guarantee. Yeah, um, there was also a press conference today uh, with Pence, but no video cameras were allowed in. Classic. Only still photos, no audio. Hmm. When asked why, Pence said, because I said so. Um, a bill was also blocked today by Republicans to fund a vaccine because Democrats wanted to limit the amount of money Big Pharma could charge for the vaccine mm. and they wanted to make it free to the public. So the Republicans said, no, they should be able to charge what they want for the vaccine and, and, wow. and block the bill. Wow. And Mark Esper, our uh, bold secretary of defense, told the military commanders not to take action to protect our troops from coronavirus spread because it would upset Trump's effort to downplay the threat. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I guess the positive there is most people are in tip top shape, I guess, that are in uh, you said troops specifically. Uh, yeah. The commanders. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that would be our that would be our military active yeah. duty service members yeah well but i know there, that's I mean, an assumption and not everybody is an immune deficient so there's absolutely people that could still get sick and that's not okay yep, yep and on top of that they can still pass it on to people who are not maybe in as good a physical shape yeah and an immune shape and to do that because you want to downplay the effort the right threat, right that's the just feeds part. into that narrative that the, that the test results uh are botched on purpose yeah uh okay what's next wow. what do you got that's really sad. I know. I mean, I would hope they would just take it upon themselves and kind of know, you know, wash my hands, cough into my elbow, all the stuff that, you know, they know of already to try to prevent the spread of sickness. But, yeah, that's scary. Okay, next. Nunes. Sunez. Back in the news. He Nunes. filed another fucking lawsuit. This time it's for $250 million against the Washington Post. It happened on Monday. 
wait, how much money? $250 million. $250 million. In damages for defamation. Yep. Wow. Yep. It's basically just a counterpart to Trump's lawsuit against the New York Times. Um, but this one is against reporter Shane Harris for him alleging that Nunes told Trump about an intelligence briefing on Russia. That's what this is specifically about. He's saying that but one, he did. That one point, $250 million in defamation he's suing them for. He's just obviously like, it's obviously not going to go anywhere. Just, I forget who wrote this in an article, but it might have been the Sacramento Bee, right? Or no, Fresno Bee. Fresno Bee, yes. yeah. Um, yeah. The Fresno, yeah, Fresno Bee, I think. But the point being, when Nunes does all these lawsuits, they seem really frivolous, and they are, and they jam up a already jammed up system but on top of that it gets people behind him to donate money to him and you know there's this issue of if he's established like an appropriate legal fund and if he's funding all these lawsuits legally but then outside of that it's another way for him to just you know drum up support from his base basically yeah i think he's just raising money off of it Mm -hmm. but the problem is is he could run into some again these ethics rules with the house that say you can't pesky pesky ethics you can't take these kind of pro bono legal uh services without creating a fund Mm -hmm. which he has not created Mm -hmm. and he's in violation assuming that he only makes 174,000 a year and with his wife's teacher salary he cannot he can't afford this and if it's heavily discounted and so he can't afford it that is considered a gift and you can't accept that without setting up that fund by per the house ethics rules Mm so that's really interesting, mm-hmm. too. And also, today, I found this. Trump is also suing the Washington Post. This mm, came out this came out about 20 minutes ago. Jesus. For just like the New York Times, for these were op-ed pieces stating that, uh, that Trump tried to conspire with Russia in a sweeping systematic fashion in 2016. He tried to. Uh, and so it, it, the amount he didn't put in here, but it is a defamation suit. And and so there's just... you. you I can imagine, like, Nunez and Trump hanging out and talking about this shit. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just... Just drunk on Big Macs and bourbon. Just like... (laughs) Hey, hey, no, no, listen, listen. Listen, listen to this. We'll we'll both, we'll both sue Washington Post. Fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. Clink. And then they're just going to fucking cheer and shit on each other, whatever they do for fun. Yeah, so do you think Nunez is going to sue the New York Times as well? I probably yeah. I mean, what has he already hit? He's already hit CNN, BuzzFeed, right? Yeah, AT and T, Verizon, uh, Nunez, Wapo, Cow, Nunez, Mom. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about all of Twitter. <laughs> the farmer, <laughs> the, that one farmer guy who said mm-hmm. that he shouldn't be a farmer on the ballot because yeah. it was unfair or whatever. Uh, it seems inevitable at this point. Yeah, right. Yeah, like because, almost I mean, weird. It hasn't happened already. Because if, you know, because Trump filed New York Times, Nunes filed Washington Post, Trump filed Washington Post, it, it stands to reason mm-hmm. that Trump or that Nunes is going to file a uh, file suit against the New York Times as well. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there was somebody in the New York Times that did a story about Nunes's midnight run to the White House. When they lose, don't they have to pay the legal fees of the other party? Uh, in a civil suit? I don't know. I know in in federal cases you 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 can I, ask for that. I think it I think it is. I've been advised to not sue someone for that reason. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I think I think that that is also the case. Uh-huh. Um, but let us know if I got bad legal advice or if uh, I could have been sitting here with millions, millions and billions. <laughs>
All right. Well, thanks for that news update. Um, we will continue to keep you abreast of uh, frivolous lawsuits and coronavirus information. <laughs> and um, we were going to do a story here about the Mueller memo dump that came out today, but we're going to save that for tomorrow because it's pretty extensive. And we're, I, I know that we're going to go. We'll, we're we're going to go. We're going to outline the three o twos that came out um, in tomorrow's beans. We really wanted to get that Super Tuesday coverage in. Uh, and if Super Tuesday coverage tomorrow, then what you can, what I can promise you is that the Mueller She Wrote podcast will have a much deeper dive into the Mueller memos because, well, that makes sense. Uh, but I did want you to know that another dump came out. I think it was in the BuzzFeed FOIA lawsuit. Mm-hmm. It was. Very interesting. Very interesting. The most interesting dump yet. So far. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. We get those... Kushner documents that yeah. we've been waiting for. Ah, ha, ha, ha. So you can read those online if you want to prep for what we talk about uh, in an upcoming episode. But um, we, I think we just, we're not going to have time to cover them in the in the depth that we want to cover them in today. Uh, we will be right back with more news. We've got a lot more stories to cover. And then, of course, in the final block, we do have a lot of good news. So stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's AG. And this portion of Daily Beans is brought to you by Ritual. We all want to do the right thing to keep our bodies healthy in the long run. But uh, even if we try really hard to eat kale salads and drink green smoothies, we still most likely are not getting all of the essential nutrients we need on a daily basis. I know I don't. I'm so busy. I have a hard time getting all my, you know, my vegetables and nutrients and vitamin D especially. Enter Ritual, the obsessively researched vitamin for women. Ritual's Essentials has the nutrients most of us don't get. Uh, from the food that we eat, and it's all in their clean, absorbable forms. So no shady additives, no shady ingredients or fake colors or artificial colors or anything like that that can do more harm to your body than good. Uh, it's two easy-to-take capsules provided, uh, providing nine nutrients you need to support a strong foundation for your health. I just recently started taking Ritual a couple months ago. Uh, I already feel more energy. I have more clarity of mind. Mentally, I feel good knowing that I'm actually getting all the vitamins my body needs. Uh, the last time I took vitamins regularly... Uh, it was pretty much the Flintstones. So I'm glad I'm finally taking them daily again. And I love Ritual. Take them with your daily beans, guys. Uh, Ritual Essential for Women is the ultimate multivitamin to help fill the gaps in a woman's diet from D3 to omega-3s. Their no-nausea capsule uh, design is gentle on an empty stomach. And there's a mint tab in every bottle to keep things fresh so you don't get that fishy aftertaste common with most omega-3s. Ritual uses vegan-friendly, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen-free ingredients, which is amazing. It's so hard to find every single one of those things in one vitamin. It's delivered directly to you, uh, and a subscription is easy to start, and it's easy to snooze. It's only a dollar a day to have all the essential nutrients your body needs delivered every month, no strings attached, pause it when you need to, at no cost. Better health doesn't happen overnight, so right now Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off your first three months. Fill in the gaps with your diet with Essential for Women, a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Visit ritual.com slash dailybeans to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash dailybeans. All right, and we're back, and we've got a few more results from the primary coming out today in Super Tuesday. Uh, it looks like Joe Biden has taken Alabama. We have 33% of total votes being reported right now. It looks like Texas is going to go to Bernie, and it looks like Maine is going to go to Bernie. So Texas is huge. Wow. Yeah. Wow, Bernie got Texas. It, it looks like it looks like he's going to get it. Yes, this has, I think those dash lines are perspective. Like it's supposed to go to him, right? Because Bernie's yellow and then yeah. Bernie's purple on what we're looking at. If we're looking at the legend, right? Yes. Um, not a great legend, I got to say. <laughs> but that's okay. And it looks like Obama, or Obama, Jesus. It looks like <laughs> it looks like Obama's uh, coattail riding Joe Biden <laughs> is, is going to take Oklahoma and 
Tennessee as well, it looks. So we've got those results now, and Bernie's starting to close that gap a little bit on Biden. Obviously, still a lot to come in. But the fact that Texas might go to Bernie is pretty big. Wait a second. I'm looking at Texas right now. I've got Bernie, Warren, Biden's in third in Texas Mm. uh, currently. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if they've called it for anybody. I don't think they have. This is just whatever. He's just at leading. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I he think hasn't the taken solid... Texas, but he's leading in Texas. He's got 27%. Elizabeth Warren has 25%. Ooh, in Texas? Uh-huh. And Biden is at 19. So that's, that's a close dope. thing. Bloomberg still sucks. That's awesome. And kind of awkward for Beto, is it not? <laughs> hmm. just well, Bernie was doing so well. There, yeah, no, no, so. I'm just kidding. Um, all jokes, but yeah, whatever map we're looking at here, I think solid means they've called it for that person. And then the dash line means that they're leading. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so right now. Oh, and then look at that. Maine just switched to Biden. Yeah. Okay. So, so that so is yeah, that means leading. That is a lead. Okay. Yeah. So the only one that can be called right now is Alabama. Alabama, North Carolina, Virginia, and then Vermont. And those are our only, yeah. Yeah. Aside from what we yep. did in the A block. All right. Yes. Well, Alabama, another one in the Biden column. There we go. Uh, and they must have called it at poll closing. So that would be a big win. And now the total votes reporting just went down to 26%. So whatever I'm looking at, I'm going to say I won't look at it again. <laughs> what are you looking it's at? It's Apple News, election 2020. It's on the front page. All right, Tim Apple. <laughs> Get your shit together. Bill Gates, you owe me five bucks. (laughs) All right. So here's a couple other news stories I didn't want you to miss because of Super Tuesday today from Natasha Bertrand at Politico. Former Devin Nunes lawyer and White House lawyer Michael Michael Ellis has been installed as the senior director for intelligence and the National Security Council by Trump in, quote, the latest instance of President Trump elevating a trusted loyalist to control the intelligence community. Ellis was the deputy to John Eisenberg. Uh, If you remember those names, he was the guy, these were the guys, Ellis was the guy to make the call to stash Trump's conversation with Zelensky at the center of his impeachment into the code word classified nice system to keep as many eyes off of it as possible. And then came back and said, oh, we just did that because I like snakes. He didn't have a reason. Uh, And that's actually against the law to overclassify things that are politically embarrassing or illegal. And speaking of which, we still don't have that Jennifer Williams testimony from Mike Pence's call with Zelensky that Adam Schiff has been asking for. Um, The office of the uh, DNI is the connective tissue. We talked about this earlier that holds together the communications and information sharing among our 17 intelligence agencies. Um, Sensitive information coming in from the agencies goes through that office and it coordinates covert action activities between the White House and the intelligence community. And it happens to be where the NSC, you know, secret code word classified system is housed. So it appears Trump thinks he's good. This guy, Ellis, is good at hiding shit, illegal shit from the public. Uh, So let's put him in charge. Great. Uh, Ellis is one of the White House officials that showed intelligence reports to Nunes that led to the congressman's probe into surveillance of the Trump campaign. The House Intelligence Committee sought Ellis's testimony in the impeachment inquiry, but he failed to show up, refused to appear. He was one of the nine mm-hmm. people mentioned in the articles of impeachment. So somebody mentioned in an article of impeachment is being put in charge of the office of the national, the intelligence arm of the National Security Council. Um, back in April 2019, here's a new story. Which freaks me out. I didn't know this. Back in April 2019, Facebook gave the Daily Caller a job for fact-checking political posts on Facebook. Hmm. You remember how they were like, we have all these independent fact-checkers? Mm-hmm. They made the Daily Caller one of them. And now they're using that position to boost Trump ahead of the 2020 election. Uh, quote, that gives the Daily Caller the ability to label anything posted on Facebook as false information and dramatically reduces distribution. Uh, that's from Judd Legum. The He's the think process 
a think, think Progress founder who went on to create the newsletter about power and politics. Uh, he says, quote, it's now using that power to boost Trump. He highlighted the Daily Caller's flagging of a Politico article entitled Trump rallies his base to treat coronavirus as a hoax, noting that after the caller, uh, noting that, um, Hold on a second. I'm reading this wrong. Noting that after the Daily Caller questions its, it questioned its factuality, any Facebook user who tried to post that Politico story would face a pop-up message informing them it contained false information. Huh. So the Daily Caller is using their wow their shit to yeah falsely label things as, as fake news. And Facebook is paying them to do it. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, caving to uh, pressure from Trump to po- prop up the economy today in the face of his botched response to the coronavirus, the Fed cut its benchmark interest rate by half a point Tuesday. That's huge. Uh, not good huge. It's huge. Huge. It's Trump huge. Uh, Chairman Jerome Powell, who is the first Fed chair in history, by the way, of the universe, history of the universe, to not ha- have a degree in economics, said the coronavirus, quote, will surely weigh on the economic activity here and abroad for some time. Fucking genius. Thanks, Mm -hmm. Jerome. Um, This is the first emergency rate cut since the crash in 2008. Emergency rate cut being a cut between uh, Fed meetings. Uh And it's the largest rate cut since then. However, this cut may or may not benefit middle class or homeowners, uh, homeowners, because it seems like it's going to be more about banks lending to banks. Uh, however, uh, I mean, experts say, economic experts often say, just because the Fed cuts the rate doesn't mean that the mortgage rates will follow. Mortgage rates follow the market, and they tend to follow the the yield on the 10-year T-note. However, that dipped below 1% for the first time ever today. So we might see uh, a a really pretty big discount or, or at least a drop in, in home mortgage rates. So if you were thinking of refinancing your house, if you have one, it would be a good time. Um, the uh, you know, I mean, give it a minute so it drops. But I think the rates are going to go down on that based on the yield on the ten-year T-note, not the cut to the federal uh, interest rate. Um, and and here's what's interesting: the Dow took another shit today. It dropped six hundred points, and everyone's like, "Well, the Fed cut rates. Why did the Dow go down?" The Dow went up thirteen hundred points yesterday. The people in charge of the world with all the money mm-hmm. knew about this rate cut ahead of time. And that's what rallied the markets mm. yesterday. Mm. So keep your mind on that mm. for a second. Yeah. Mm. How rad is that? Yeah. It's pretty shitty. Yeah. Um, Always insider shit. I know. I know. It sucks. Uh, we do have a really great good news block coming up. So sorry about all that and the coronavirus, the end of the world. Um, but... The election's happening, and that's exciting, and we do have some good news right on the other side of this break, so stick around. Hey, everybody. This Helping of Daily Beans is brought to you by Every Plate. Experience full plates and fuller wallets with America's best value meal kit, Every Plate. Get meals you'll enjoy and your bank account will love delivered right to your door. It's so easy. It's so simple. I've tried a lot of other meal kits, and, and they're really, they can be really expensive, but that's what sets Every Plate apart is their incredible price point, and they are delicious. But with Every Plate, you save up to 58% over other major meal kits out there. One meal is the same price as a cup of coffee, so Every Plate dinners uh, are the cheaper alternative to takeout, delivery, and other overpriced meal kits. And best of all, their meals are so delicious, very simple to make. They have easy-to-follow recipes 
recipes. Uh, their pre-proportion uh, ingredients take the stress out of dinner time. The, it takes about 30 minutes. Recipes come together in 30 minutes, faster than a trip to the store or ser- you know starting a meal from scratch. And, of course, less time deciding what to cook means more time spent enjoying good food with family uh, or with your podcasts. Uh, every plate does the meal planning for you. They do the shopping. They do the prep. Uh, and they take the time-consuming guesswork out of cooking. So never buy more ingredients than you need because every plate's recipes come with everything pre-measured. The meals are tasty. You'll have a ton of time and money uh, left over, and they're constantly expanding their shipment zone. So check to make sure your zip code is included where they ship at checkout. Get three weeks of every plate meals for only $2.99 a meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code DAILYBEANS3. That's DAILYBEANS with the number three. That's 40% off each of your first three boxes. Just go to everyplate.com and enter the code DAILYBEANS3. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's time for some good news. These are from our listeners. These I love these. These are like uplifting and they make me happy. From Lori A. I got a raise this week and I was finally able to join as a patron. Hopefully, the first of many podcasts I'll be able to support. You guys rock my ears every morning at work. Thank you. That is an honor that you chose to support us. Yes, Thank you so and much and congratulations. Yes, high five on the what, not, no, not not high five. Elbow, <laughs> elbow. I've even, not even high fives on the podcast. I don't even elbow bump because I, I you know, I, as a former healthcare worker, you sneeze into your elbow. Mm, that's true. And most healthcare workers do. So yeah, I wouldn't even true. do the elbow bump because that's I, where people sneeze. I'm also constantly trying to lick that thing. <laughs> I know because everyone dares you. <laughs> Which can't lick your elbow. Oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, you're right. Uh, from Karen J. My good news has taken three years. Uh, I've been gently talking to my Trump-loving hairdresser about... Trump-loving hairdresser? That's interesting. About Trump's worst policies. Just throwing out a few breadcrumbs on each visit for her to think about. Finally, at my last visit, she asked me about how my candidate would do things differently. I don't know if she will vote for a Democrat in November, but I do know that she's at least thinking about it. I believe this is the best way to change minds, by actually talking to people in our communities, one person at a time. That is amazing. I know. Yay, Karen J. You just go to hairdressers constantly. Your hair is like all over processed. <laughs> just, just going to walk in with like a the young country. Frankenstein situation yeah. happening. You just like get off like a centimeter every time. So you just go get a million haircuts. Change minds everywhere. Uh, you don't have any hair left. Well, cut my ears off. Let me tell you about Joe Biden. <laughs> Uh, That's not my candidate. Don't send me emails. (laughs) From Natalie Marley. Uh, Today was the first day of my work promotion. I am now a case manager overseeing the behavioral treatment of children with developmental delays and autism. It is the first time... This is making me choke up. It's the first time I'll be making an income above the poverty line, and I'm really happy that it's doing something that helps my community. That's so amazing. That's the best feeling ever. And you can do something good and get compensated for it. 100%. From Babs, I am working to defeat Jim Jordan by helping write postcards from Las Vegas. You yes. can volunteer from anywhere to defeat Jim Jordan. You don't have to be in Ohio. I can't stand an abuser or a person who turns a blind eye to abuse, and Jim Jordan certainly fits that criteria. Take a look at Mike Larson, who is running against him. He's an ex-comedy writer. Ooh, that's fun. Nice. Ex-comedy writer. Thanks, He's not ben. funny anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Just listen to his stump speeches. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Um, From Mary W., I've been struggling with depression and anxiety for most of my life, and I'm happy to say that due to the encouragement, love, and support of my husband, I have sought real help, and now I feel like I'm following the right path. I also want to thank you all for helping me with my anxiety about what's going on in the world. Hearing your comedy helps so much. That's really cool. 
I feel you. Yeah. Getting same to you steps. all. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And ta- yeah, taking those steps to start going down that path of healing is really hard to do because of various reasons. It's but very brave, very courageous, and very just awesome for yourself. Yeah. I'm so happy. Hoping that it will get better and taking a chance on that, basically. Yeah. Mm. And it will. I love these stories so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to have our uh, polling good news stories tomorrow, by the way, our Super Tuesday good news stories tomorrow. Uh, from SR, I live in Maine, and we switched from caucuses to a primary this year. I'm so excited. It will boost our number of voters, and it won't eat up, eat up a whole Saturday. That's true. And I thought about that, too. Like, why do they do those on Saturdays? Well, because people can't take an entire day off work to go vote. But then you think about these voting lines in some of these places, two, three hours, and and you do have to take time mm-hmm. off work. It really should be a national holiday. I've said this. I used to joke about it in my comedy routine. We need to get rid of Columbus Day. That guy was an asshole, uh, mm-hmm. and he was lost. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> how do you celebrate Columbus Day anyway? Walk to the wrong house and murder everybody there? It makes no sense. So mm-hmm. let's get rid of Columbus Day, and let's make it a national voting day. It's, it's in October. It just moves things around a little bit. Mm-hmm. I would much rather have that. I completely agree. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so those are our good news stories from our listeners. Yay. Please feel free to share them with us. If you're a patron, just post them on our Patreon page. We, we usually do calls for good news stories. Uh, we're also going to do another uh, patrons questions video episode, which we also put out in audio. So if you don't have time to watch it uh, or you're not inclined to, I, I wouldn't personally be inclined to watch me either. Uh, but you can go and, and put have it in your uh, premium stream. Your Yeah, premium feed feed. Uh, that way you can just listen to it on audio and uh, premium we stream sounds better <laughs> premium stream premium stream that sounds like a sounds like, like an 80s drug... comic book or something <laughs> sounds like a drug test yeah uh, premium stream well that's a premium stream yeah, like because yeah, you have to pee in a cup mm-hmm. yeah. i'm sure some bros have said that to each other side by side in the urinal oh premium stream bro premium stream six stream dude one five mm. what's one five uh high one sorry what's that <laughs> oh hi oh <laughs> One five? One five. What are we talking about? I don't know. The percentage required to get delegates in a state? Yes. There we go. Bringing it it back back around. (laughs) That's called putting the old dipsy doodle on it. (laughs) And I just stole that from, I think, David Spade. Oh, nice. Um, But I gave credit, so I didn't steal it. Ha ha. Beautiful. Watch Lights Out, Comedy Central. Yes. To David Spade show. It's so good. It and is really Our friend good. Brian Simpson was on there recently. Yes. And he killed it. He killed it so fucking hard. Nicole Amy Schreiber was on there. She's amazing. Ah, uh, yes. I Didn't I meet her uh, that one night we went to the comedy store? Probably. She was rad. Yes. Yeah. She's super cool. She was on their panel. Yep. 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 That's right. That's yeah. Right. But yeah, that, that whole show, the person that books it is like, yeah, he's, he's very, very funny and good at booking things. And managing things. I don't think there's anything out of the ordinary going on with uh, with the hashtags today. Other than um, Super Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's all Super Tuesday stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to double check to make you a super, super, super Tuesday results. This is fun uh, recording an episode that everyone's going to listen to having information that we do not have at I all know, right now. I know. They're going to be like, listen to you. I know. And yeah, whatever I was saying before about the, these results, don't listen to that shit. It's constantly changing. Now it says only 6% of the total votes reporting. I could do my what I predicted, um, which I normally don't tell people because I'm always wrong. Uh, But I did, let's see if I can find it here. Um, Because Horse Whisperer on Twitter uh, and I had the exact same sort of prediction going on. And let me see if I can find it for you because it's, uh, I'll, I'll tell you now and then you'll know. 
Okay, so here it was. Predictions are useless, but they're still fun to make. Um, what are your predictions? Lay them down so you can say you called it tomorrow. Okay, mine. Bernie wins comfortably in California, but nets only fewer one hundred than more. Okay, less than one hundred more delegates than Biden. Uh, and Bernie wins Utah, um, Minnesota, and Maine. Biden narrowly wins Texas and blows away the polls in Oklahoma, Virginia, North Carolina, Alabama, Tennessee, and Arkansas. Massachusetts ends up a toss-up between Bernie and Warren. Um, net results of the night. What was poised to be Bernie's night uh, to build a potentially insurmountable lead proved to be a, a disappointment. Biden is surging uh, as Bernie's ceiling becomes clear, and Warren is steadily picking up delegates in third across an array of states. That's what sort of we were saying about three hours ago before any results came in. So we'll see how that turns out tomorrow. Um, I just tagged him. I was like, yeah, it's pretty much what I think. Um, I might have used different adjectives, but same, same, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that all sounds about right. Yes. And whatever happens, keep your chin up. This is a democratic process, and uh, I'm I'm just so excited that all of our listeners are so engaged and so willing to to be a part of it and go out there and, and make a difference. Um, and, and I, I've, I've said this a million times and I know you've said it too. All of our listeners just do such great things and they help. They're just, they're of service to others and they find that a very dignified thing to be. And I absolutely think it's wonderful. So thank you so much for inspiring me. You inspire me a lot. Yeah. And that would be my final thought. Do you have one? Um, good job. I know a lot of people worked really hard leading up to these elections and, you know, rest, yeah. enjoy the night as much as you can, reap in the benefits or just, you know, even if your candidate doesn't win in the districts that you were pushing for them in, just saying thank you to yourself and recognizing that you did a really important thing for democracy. Awesome. Well said. All right, everyone, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. And take care of your mental health. I've been AG. I've been Jordan Coburn. And them's The Beans. The Daily Beans is executive produced and directed by AG and Jordan Coburn and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager, executive assistant, production and social media direction is Amanda Reeder. Fact-checking and research by AG, Jordan Coburn, and Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com.